and take your Bibles and turn to Psalm chapter 20. We'll be looking at verses 5 through 9 tonight. Psalm chapter 20, verses 5 through 9. And um, what a blessing it's been, this missions conference, all the other things that uh, the Lord has done here. I, I'm just praising the Lord for it all. Uh, tonight I've titled the sermon, A Flag to Follow. Now, I don't know if anybody saw that in the bulletin or saw that on our website or anything like that. Okay, here's a patriotic service tonight. And not really going into a patriotic service, although I think Christians, because they named the name of Christ, ought to, ought to honor their country's flag. And why they want to take a knee on that. Now, usually it's good when you're taking a knee because you're praying, but I don't think they're praying when they're talk, taking a knee. Taking a knee to show disrespect. And anybody that shows disrespect for your country, you know, kind of like me going to a, uh, the funeral of maybe a son or daughter, maybe a mother or father, somebody very special to you, and just going, oh, man. Just go down my knee. What, what a mess this is. I'm not going to honor that. You'd be ready to go after me. And yet, I may like, there may be some things I didn't like about that person. You say, well, you'd be completely out of order to do that. And you're exactly right. But no more out of order than you are to take a knee on your flag, your country's flag. So, I'm not trying to be political. I'm trying to be scriptural. And Scripture tells us that we are to honor. So let, let's, let's be that. Now, we don't honor evil. But why is it only evil is on the person's mind? Are there things wrong with America? I don't know of a country in the world that there's not anything wrong with it. If you think there is, man, get on an airplane, fly there, and live. Okay? I mean, if there's a country like that in this world, go there. But really, there's not a country like that. And yet, why are we in America as Christians? Because God put us as lights in the world. You know, if you're a carpenter, you work in the business world, you, you work in medical fields, no matter what your field may be where you are employed, understand that, well, you know, I'd like to be in full-time ministry, but God didn't call me to be a preacher. God didn't call me to be a Christian school teacher. God didn't call that, That's all right. So if you're in a field then, uh, where you're working, employed, and so forth, God has called you to be a light. And if you want America to turn around, be a light on the job. Be a witness. Be the light that shines forth the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, I want to, before we get into this message, just have a word of prayer, and then we'll get started. Father, a flag to follow, and we have one. We have one. Now, I'm not talking about the American flag, although I'm so thankful to have been born in America. But we have your flag. Neither do we want to dishonor it as it's being dishonored today. Lord, help us to walk as Christians who shine the light of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 
And in His name we pray it. Amen. In the Bible, if you read uh, in the Old Testament of the wilderness wanderings, you'll read they'd sound that, that horn when they're getting ready to move. You remember how it was in the wilderness? The cloud would be resting on by day and a pillar of fire by night. And as long as it was resting there, they, that's where they stayed. And each tribe, you have 12 tribes, but each tribe had a specific place surrounding that tabernacle. There was a specific place they were to be. There's a specific place where they were to walk. When the cloud was lifted up or the uh, fire was lifted up, then they were to move. But when they moved, they moved in a certain order. Some was at the north, some was at the south, some was at the uh, west, some were at the east. But depending on where they're supposed to be and in the order of tribes they were supposed to be in, I mean, all of that was laid out for them. And they were told to gather by the banner, the flag, the banner of their tribe. Each tribe had their own banner. They had their own flag, just like we say the star-spangled banner. Well, they had their own banner, each tribe. And yet they were all of one of Israel. But even being one of Israel, you march in your tribe. Now, there are many people that name the name of Christ. But as a Biblicist, now we say fundamental independent Baptist, that to me is a Biblicist. Everything is based on the Word of God. Not modern marketing, not modern thought, not modern philosophy, but rather the Word of God. And so the flag, the banner I march under is the banner of a fundamental Bible-believing local church. Baptist. Why? Because the doctrine is right because it's according to the Word of God. So that's my banner. That's my flag. That's that for which I march. The Lord has given us banners. For example, in the Song of Solomon, we read that His banner over us is love. Therefore, God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. My friend, that is a, a banner. A banner that we fight for, a ba banner that we live for, Back in 1976, our country was celebrating its 200th birthday, the bicentennial. In Dodger Stadium, I believe it was April that year, if I remember correctly, the Los Angeles Dodgers were playing the uh, Chicago Cubs. It was just, it wasn't really an important series of games. I think they had three games, a three-game weekend. And Rick Mundy was a center fielder for the Los Angeles Dodgers at the time. Two men jumped on the field and ran out in the field. At first, Rick Mundy thought nothing of it. Back in that day, you remember the story of streakers and other things that would come running through and thought, okay, well, the security will take care of them. 
But they stopped and threw down a flag and started to pour lighter fluid on it. He realized what was going on. Now understand, Rick Mundy was a great center fielder. He was a person, I, I believe he may be even in the Hall of Fame. I, I don't remember if he is or not, but he was, he was a star. But Rick Mundy also served in the military, was six years in reserves. That flag meant something to him. He ran and grabbed that flag and took off running with it before they could set it on fire. It got charred just a little bit, but not much from pouring the fluid on it. One of the men threw some of the lighter fluid at him and things, but he was so fast and so gone, they couldn't throw it that far. They started to get up, but then there's a couple of outfielders that were coming at them. They decided we better just stay put. Vince Scully, I believe it was, was the announcer at the time, and uh, he was denouncing these guys for trying to burn the American flag. But Rick Mundy became a national hero. When he was interviewed, he said, I have people I fought with over in Vietnam that died for that flag. They're not going to burn my flag. And I appreciate that. Well, there are people that attack our King James Bible. They attack our God. They attack our doctrine. They attack our standards. They attack those things. I'm still going to stand up for Jesus. That's our responsibility. If he can stand up for the American flag, which he did was a good thing, we should not think any less of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to stand up for him. Stand. Having done all to stand, stand. And so, we find that although back in that day, Rick Mundy was hailed as a hero, he grabbed the flag. Now we live in a day where media, liberals, socialists, and all these entitled people feel that they are owed some kind of a living. They've been living under the worst of conditions, they think. And they wish that uh, they had a government that was socialistic or whatever else. You know, that always troubles me. Go to China. They're socialistic. They're, you know, go to Venezuela. Go to those places. We act like it's a new thing about the voting this year and all the ballots in there brought in and things like that. Hey, they've been doing that down in Venezuela for years. So when, when, when you think of that, go to Iran. I mean, they have that freedom. <laughs> Go there. And they'll find out what they left. Those governments they think is so great, they would not stick with it. Now we have also, as Christians, 
I believe, desecrated the flag that we've been given. The banner of the cross we sing. His banner over me is love. And on we could go, not realizing that's the flag for which we stand by. That is the flag for what it represents. Any Christian who's going to stand for the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, must realize something. The Bible says that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Now, as amazing as that is, in Psalms 138 and verse 2, we're told that he has exalted his word, this Bible, even above his name. If there's a knee that would, if there's a name that would make people bow, things in heaven, things on earth, and things under the earth, if all that will one day bow at the name of Jesus. What kind of a name is it? That is a great name. But understand, sometimes we'll say, oh, they said, Jesus, and everybody bows down. It's more than that. It's talking about the person. When you say the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the person of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, when we pray, we say, in Jesus' name so often. When you're saying that, you realize what you're saying is, is that I believe that this is what I'm asking is in line with the Word of God, and I believe it is the will of God, and therefore I'm asking it. If it's just something to consume upon your lust, don't expect to get an answer to that prayer. Now, saying all that, many are upset with this day in which we live because you have people who put down our country, put down our freedoms, put down our Lord and God. They don't want God in the schools. They've been successful in, in kicking out God. What has that done for education? It's went down. What has that done for the morals? They've gone down. What has that done for this country? It has divided it. That's what it has done. And of course, that's what sin does. Now, when I look at how the flag, our banner, is desecrated, that's over us, understand that love of God is a holy love. as liberals want socialism in our country, which is, you know, we used to say red China, red Soviet Union. Socialism is pink. It's a lighter shade of red, but it's still the child of red. Though your sins be as scarlet, the red light district. We know what it stands for. But how many Christians are desecrating our flag, wanting an unholy religion, 
filled, and I mean filled, with the philosophy of fulfilling the lust of the flesh. Under the guise of liberty, Jude 4 had predicted this would happen, that they would turn the grace of God into lasciviousness, said they'd creep in. <laughs> They're creeps. They creep in. The idea there in Jude 4 is they sneak in the back door, pretending to be one thing. What do they want to do? They want to go into church, attack the Bible, attack the standards, attack everything else, to fulfill the lust of the flesh. And they do it under the name of liberty or grace. That's turning the grace of God into lasciviousness. Of anything goes, forget the holiness. Not realizing they are doing disrespect to that holy banner of love that God has over us. Remember, in his love, he does not ever, ever, ever forsake his holiness. The cross tells us that God is holy, and that's why when all of our sin was placed on Jesus Christ, the wrath of God was poured out without measure upon his only begotten Son who was bearing our sin for us. All men want to fulfill the lust of their flesh, I, you know what I see as a problem today? Now, we have a Christian school here. <laughs> and, and it's funny to me, and I, I think probably most of your teachers would tell the same. When somebody calls and says, and their child got in trouble, my child would not lie to me. <laughs> it is a joke. It actually is a joke. It's like, oh, I can tell when my child is lying. I could tell my child was lying. His lips were moving. Uh, you know? No. But they give in to that. Because it's for my child. I want to show my child I stand up for them. I love them. You're teaching your child rebellion against against everything that's right, against authority, against truth. You're teaching them everything that is wrong. And we see that today. I remember when I first come to the church here that I was asked to go over to the county jail and visit a student. I didn't even know who the guy was. I mean, I, I'd never met him. I was new here. I went over there and he talked to me and he just said, Preacher, I, he said, I messed up. He said, I went to OCA. Of course, then you feel like saying, don't broadcast that, you know. He said, I went to OCA, and I told my parents that I wanted to go to public school so I could be a witness, and they believed it. He said, it's the biggest mistake I made, and I fooled them to do it. And his life ended them up in jail. But parents, they get the idea, oh, our son, our daughter, our whatever, they really want a good thing. You know when the contemporary movement really started hitting hard? The thing came back to the parents, hey, so-and-so is my friend there, and, my, and, and they go to this 
church or that church. It's, yeah, it'd be sometimes charismatic. A lot of times, though, it was just plain old rock and roll contemporary music. They had no standards. And they say, oh, my friend just loved it. I believe I could serve the Lord so much better. And before too long, they're leaving Central Baptist or they're leaving a fundamental Baptist church and they're going to that because their children just like it so much better. And what has happened over the years in doing that? Parents have been consumed with satisfying the lust of their children's desire rather than to teach them the righteousness and the holiness of our God and Savior that's going to take them through life and keep their grandchildren out of hell. You know, I'm kind of tired of trying to satisfy parents trying to justify sin in the lives of their children. Hey, pastor, we live in a different age. Things have changed. You need to come out of the 1950s. 1950s? I'm stick, still stuck back in A.D. 30 when Christ died for my sin. I'm still stuck back here where the Word of God was written and we were told how to live. I'm still back there that leads in the way of righteousness and true holiness. Now, Christian parents, I'm not questioning are they saved, I'm just saying so-called saved parents, because their children want to look like the world and dress right like the world, they let them, they think that we're crazy. What is wrong with your standards here at your school? They want to let their little girls dressed like the harlot dresses, the attire of a harlot, the Bible calls it in Proverbs chapter 7. As if they've got grace and liberty, what's wrong with you? They want to do the same thing with alcohol. They, they all say social drinking. What if I say, you know what, let's have social drugs. Oh, of course, they're doing it now. They're, there's a bill right now out there about, uh, you know, we had medical marijuana, now they want to make Recreational rec marijuana legal too. Of course, most medical marijuana ends up that way. What about, hey, let's just do social acid. Let's just do those, the social drugs that are really hard, you know. Let's do, if we do it socially, we're fine. How many started out social drinking in their alcoholics today? Or as the Bible calls it, drunkards. Oh, but hey, we've got liberty. They want to feel good about these things, about fulfilling the desires of the flesh, but they go to church. I remember visiting with one man one time. He used to go to church here. Played the drums. He was going to another church here in town that has that contemporary music. He was playing the drums there for them. I said, you there every week? Because he wasn't here. He said, uh, when I'm not in jail. I mean, that was his, honor, uh, his, his uh, answer. 
You see, he was getting caught with drugs every so often, and he'd be in jail. He says, so I said, do they let you play? Oh, yeah. They let me play if I'm there, but only if I'm there. Well, that makes sense. If you're there, they'll let you play, you know. But other than that, no standard. No guilt for sin. How do we call people to repentance? Jesus went everywhere preaching repentance. I guess by today's standard, he was completely out of line if we go by today's religious philosophy instead of the Bible. If we go by contemporary worship today, then Jesus was completely out of line. Unless you go by the Bible. You've got to decide whose side you're on and which flag you're going to walk under and serve the Lord under. My friend, to give his only begotten son to die for our sins, you think he did that so you could fulfill and I could fulfill the lust of our flesh? In essence, too many Christians have taken a knee on the banner over us. The banner of the cross and the resurrection of our loving Savior. Let us consider the text. I know instead of reading that first, I wanted to wait till we got to it. I wanted to make these comments so to set up what we got to read here, but we're going to look here at the text. Remembering uh, more than the culture. It is Christians who are insulting the banners of our Lord taking a knee on holiness and righteousness. And isn't that interesting? Because we find in 1 Peter chapter 1, he said, Be ye holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 22 through 24, Put off the old man and put on the new man. That new man is holy. He didn't call us to look like the world and to act like the world, to talk like the world, and to worship like the world. They did that in Israel. God was going to destroy the whole group when they started acting the way they did back in Egypt in the worship of God. Do you realize that golden calf was made unto Jehovah to honor Jehovah? And it made God so angry he was going to destroy them all, but Fortunately, there was a Moses to intercede. It's a shame that we have churches today that are forsaking the Word of God. You see, in the 1950s, you had a person here, a person there, say, you know, we need to come up with a new translation. Then it went from a new translation to condemning the King James Bible. And there's a reason for that. It was translated from the right manuscripts 
and the truth convicts and it reveals their sin. So he says in verse 5 of our text, We will rejoice in thy salvation, and in the name of our God, we will set up our banners. The banners are based on the Lord God and his word. The Lord fulfill thy petitions. But remember, if you ask anything according to my will, he said, his will is in the word of God. Culture does not change the word of God. Verse 6 says, now know, now know that the Lord saveth his anointed. He will hear him from his holy heaven with the saving strength of his right hand. Now we've been on Psalms 22 on Sunday mornings. So connected to this. His anointed was Jesus Christ. The perfect Lamb of God. All my sin, all, all of our sins, all the sin of the whole world, 1 John 2, 2 says, was put on him. And he suffered for it. He paid the penalty in full for it, the perfect sacrifice. Had I gone through what he was on the cross, I would not have been a perfect sacrifice. There was only one, that was Jesus Christ. And when you think that Jesus died for me, why would he? And so, the Lord, the anointed, hear him, the Father will hear him from his holy heaven and say the saving strength of his right hand. The right hand, if you sat at the right hand, of, you're second only to God, the Father, Jesus Christ, Father, Son, Holy Ghost, the Trinity, the oneness. And Jesus says, Him that come to me, I'll in no wise cast out. But you come to Him in repentance and faith. That's how we come to Jesus. And so, He says, through Jesus, He'll hear and He'll save. It's through Jesus I get saved, no other way. In verse 7 he says, Some trust in chariots, and some in horses. But we'll remember the name of our God, the person, the person of Christ, the banner over us which is love, his person. The name of the Lord God. That's where we trust for our salvation. Not our works, not anything else. Isn't it interesting today? Listen, I get the mail, I get emails now more than I did the paper mail, but I still get emails and every once in a while paper mail about what you've got to do to win this generation. You've got to change your standards, you've got to change your music, you've got to change your uh, way of doing things, you've got to close church more often. 
I mean, you just got to do everything that goes against the Word of God. And they say that this marketing scheme will work. And they get excited because their marketing is bringing in crowds that come in empty and they leave empty. Churches filled with empty people that are there that should be receiving the food that the God has for them if the preacher will just preach it. In Jeremiah 17, 5, notice what the Lord says about it. Thus saith the Lord. Now remember, the Lord says this, okay? Thus saith the Lord, cursed. Well, when the Lord cursed somebody, put a curse on somebody, that's strong. Cursed be the man that trusteth in man. That is, he trusts in man's way, man's philosophy, man's theory, man's new doctrines that he's twisted from the Word of God. Blessed is the man. No. He said, cursed is the man that trusteth in man and maketh flesh his arm. Isn't all these things? I mean, you have churches that are giving tickets to go to any movie you want to go to, you know, any movie house. They're giving free tickets if you'll just come. And whose heart departeth from the Lord. They say, well, look, come on now. Wake up. We're in a different age. People aren't going to like that. People aren't going to what what you're preaching anymore. My Jesus never stopped being holy. My Bible never stopped being truth. You better stick to the Word of God. If you're going to turn to the arm of flesh and depend on that to make things go, then whatever you have, I don't care if it brings in numbers, if it doesn't save souls, then you've got problems. You can baptize a thousand people, none of them be saved. You better come to Jesus. Now notice, in verse 8, they are brought down and fallen. But we are risen and upright. They they, they that have chosen that way, but we are risen. You see, at the time, everybody is doing it this way. At the time in Israel, everybody was dancing. Most of all the people were out there dancing that golden calf. Later, before Israel goes into Babylon, Babylonian captivity, they've changed their worship completely so it fits in with the modern culture and what the other religions do. God put them into captivity. But what about those that remain true to him? <laughs> he says, we will hear. He, he will hear us when we call. He'll hear us when we call. We have remembered the name of our Lord, he said in verse 7. They're the ones that are brought down, but we are the ones risen and upright. 
Why? Because they trusted in the Lord. Regardless of what the world was throwing at them, they became the offscoring, Paul said in their day. We're the offscoring. We're the filth that scraped off a frying pan. We're the offscoring to this world. He says, let the, hear, uh, let, let the king hear us when we call. Now keep this in mind as a Christian. Matthew 10, 28. And fear not them which can kill the body, but, not, but are not able to kill the soul. But rather, fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. I don't know what they're going to do in America to threaten. You know, you've got all these different groups that now they're attacking churches in some areas. Do we quit having church? Do we quit worshiping the Lord? Well, I can worship Him at home. Why did the Lord tell us to assemble together? Many times the Lord allows things to happen to determine whether your faith is a reality or not. In Proverbs chapter 29, verse 25, the fear of man bringeth a snare. See, that's the fear of man. The fear of man bringeth a snare, but whoso uh, putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 11 through 14. Now, no chastening for the present seemeth to be joyous, but grievous. Nevertheless, afterward, it yieldeth the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. Wherefore, lift up the hands which hang down. And the feeble knees don't walk around, oh man, we're just persecuted people, man, what are we going to have? All that. Look at all those others, man, everything's going great for them. Why do you always look at the moment instead of eternity? We need to have eternity set in our heart, know what's coming. Know where the reward lies. So quit walking around depressed. You've got an almighty God. Wherefore, lift up the hands that hang down and the feeble knees and make straight paths for your feet. The path of righteousness, the path of true holiness. Follow that path, the path of the Word of God, lest that which is lame be turned out of the way, but rather let it be healed. In other words, you're walking around with the feeble knees and the hands hanging down, the depressed, the hanged head. He just says, okay. That's lame. It's going to be turned out of the way because God can't use a guy like that. Follow peace with all men and, uh-oh, what's not wanted to be heard, and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. You see, if we go the way of the world, there's not going to be anybody that's going to see the Lord. 
They're not going to see it here if we go the way of the world. If we change our standards, we change our doctrine, we change everything so that everybody will love us. Everybody will like us. Folks, that is the biggest crock of nothing that you can find. We have a Lord that we can sing, fill my cup, Lord, fill it up. And He does, if we're willing for it. So as we sang tonight, all for Jesus, all for Jesus. Let that be your life's song. Let that be important. All for Jesus. Sometimes you don't see what's going to happen now. But see, we live by faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please Him. By faith, the, and the dying apostle Paul, writing down the words the Holy Spirit gave him to write down, said, henceforth, there lays up a crown of righteousness. But not to us only, not to him only, but to all those who love his appearing. A crown of life. All oh, those crowns of the Bible. They go to the people who remain true and faithful to sound doctrine, to the Word of God, to holiness of life. Now, I've gone all this about a flag to follow because our flag is this. At OCA, we were pledging allegiance to the American flag, the Christian flag, put our hands over our hearts, say, I pledge allegiance to the Bible, God's holy word. And it is. It's God's holy word. And they give the pledge to the holy word of God. Too often those are just words and not really meant and taken into thought. Of what does that mean? But now in America we may be coming to a point in life where you've got to stand by the word of God, got to keep yourself holy, live by what the Word of God says, and if government threatens that, if, if groups threaten that, you decide, Lord, I'm still going to stand for you. I'm going to stick with you. If someone should take my life, I still know another truth. It's far better to be with the Lord. Philippians chapter 1. Stand true. I say all of that to say this. I've been building to something with this flag to follow. You know as well as I do, many, many churches, many even used to be fundamental churches have abandoned the standards, the Word of God, and so much more. If you want America to straighten out, first of all, we've got to have revival in those churches. If we don't have revival, don't expect anything to happen in America. Because God still uses people. But if we're the only ones, I, I'm not saying we're the only ones, I'm not saying that at all, but if we were the only ones in Ocala and Marion County that still stood by the stuff, don't forsake it. 
doesn't matter what man says. Man can only kill the body, but he cannot destroy the soul and body in hell. Stand. Having done all to stand. Stand. And withstand the devil. Withstand evil. Withstand false doctrine. Stand. 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 Let's bow our heads, please.